like being low key. Weirdos. I just got back from the trampoline park and it was black light night. Oh, really? I've expanded all of my energy jumping around with kids and the you, dark. And... Did you consume THC before you went to the black light? I wish I needed park? it. Oh, oh my were god. They playing were they what? No, they actually started playing uh, Rob Zombie, and then I think a parent complained, and so they switched it to some like what um, Sirius XM Pulse music or something like super regular pop, not offensive music. But they started playing Dragula. I was like, heck yeah, they're on the same page as me. This is great rock music that everybody can get down with. And then somebody they turned it off like halfway through the song. So I think a parent. Oh no. That's stupid. Bummer. Rob Zombie is like the least offensive metal music you could possibly like. Dragula is an absolutely silly and ridiculous song. There's nothing offensive about that. Anyway. Forgive, me if, forgive me if I kind of scar at the fact that, that you're going to be the bar of what's offensive and what's not. <laughs> Mayor, don't Google Rob Zombie, okay? <laughs> I, I know Rob Zombie. Do you know Mayor. his brother's Power Man 5000? Or in Power Man 5000? Uh, his brother is Power Man 5000? Well, his brother's White Zombie, but he's in Power Man 5000. Okay. I, I, I don't know, know what that mm-hmm. is. The other brothers. Yeah, what is Power Man 5000? The one that, the song that goes, that's what it's like when worlds collide. That song? Yeah. Yeah, that's Power oh, Man 5000. Interesting. All right. Brothers. Actually, I had no idea. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's a fun fact about Rob Zombie. <laughs> You're my brother. Actually. <laughs> All right, Mayor, what do you got for topics this week? I've, As usual, I have a bunch. So we did learn one thing this week. Uh, I, I have to say they made a comment on Monday about uh, if you were to be umpiring and you were to be behind the plate umpiring when somebody throws a 100-mile-an-hour pitch, how they said we would all be pooping our pants if that were the case. Well, I have to tell you, I've, I've umpired a good bit of baseball. I was high school certified for years. But – I've been behind the plate when a guy threw 95 miles an hour and it, I mean, I grew up playing baseball. I was, you know, fairly good, but I was terrified <laughs> umpiring while this kid was throwing 95 miles an hour. He was getting anything anywhere close. He only threw one inning, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm getting out from behind this. It's just not going to happen. But we did learn. And again, we play this just about every week, the most dangerous game. The most dangerous game is catching in baseball without a cup. That 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 game is over with. How okay, that that's not actually a thing, is it? There was a catcher who said he never wore a cup while he was catching in baseball. I don't believe that. I think that's a dude just like making stuff up after the fact. Do, do you believe that he actually caught without a cup? Well, I wouldn't be making that comment if I felt it wasn't true. Wait, Unless really? he just like relied on that padding from the front no. to block. Your I mean, so, you, so so, so you're just taking his word. So y'all 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 think that he's he definitely like did this. Seems I don't like, understand. So why I need would to go he back make and watch up. some film. Yeah, well, I guess we can go back, pull up some YouTube video. I got to remember just his stare. name. Got, I'll, I'll, gotta, I'll be on that. Just I got to check stare. a bulge. Yeah, Ali, you have some homework assignment yeah. for us for next week. Please. Was this pre HD television? Uh, I don't Might be know. hard to see. A little 400K. So the other thing is Smitty, Smitty did it again. Uh, two things. Uh, she says that she was happy that Cincinnati beat her team Notre Dame. Have any of you ever been happy for the team that defeats you? That defeats your team? I don't have teams, so I can't answer this. 
Ant, are you happy that Boston destroyed your New York Yankees and eliminated them last night? Only if Brian Cashman gets fired, who's a GM who deserves to be fired. But wow. um, I'm certainly not happy that Boston won um, because I'm not happy they won either. I'm just happy the Yankees lost. No, that's fine. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to do that. That's OK. Your Braves won't be around long either. It's OK. Fine. And then <laughs> she jumps on the Stugatz bandwagon doing these uh, these commercials, claiming that she's learning how to speak Spanish. And maybe she has. It's probably a little more legitimate. But you remember Stu was doing commercial live reads or doing reads about how him and his daughter were learning a foreign language together. I'm like, there's no way that happened. No I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to question Smetty's uh, determination to to learn how to speak Spanish. There you go. I'm doing it. I'm calling it wow. out. Wow. Wow. Uh, you're not you're not saying that she is someone who would lie about learning a foreign language. You're saying that she's exhibiting the behavior of someone that would lie about learning a foreign language for profit. Good yes. idea. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would and do that, too. For profit. For, I, I would, too. I'm learning yeah. how to speak Czechoslovakian. <laughs> I the, think she'd uh, lie about wearing a cup. Uh, Dan had a, a comment about, uh, Cartersville's own Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, happens to be selling a birthday here on, uh, as we record this. So happy birthday to Trevor. I don't uh, care. Good luck. That's it. Made a comment that, uh, Trevor Lawrence has lost more games this year than he has in college and in high school. It's not true. Uh-oh. Uh, I can attest to the fact that Trevor lost two games in college he lost a uh, be disputable two or three games in high school. His freshman year second game was a game where he didn't start at quarterback, but he played a lot of the game uh, the, and uh, they lost that game. And then he lost two other games. So even if he had lost two in high school and two in college, the Jaguars are zero and three. And so, or maybe they're zero and four. No, I think they're zero and four now, but, but yeah, you're right. Four. Either way, hadn't lost more games until this week when they play the Tennessee Titans. So just want to point of clarification, Dan, a little bit ahead of the curve on that and wanted to get that out. The thing I'll leave you with is this. Um, Greg Cody hit the fantastic golf shot. I know none of y'all are golfers, but I can attest as somebody who has put in multiple shots from a significant distance. I'm about an 18 handicap, but I have had a hole in one. Uh, I've put in a shot from about 185 yards out. Is about the farthest shot I've hit. The point of this is that you don't have to be good at something to enjoy some level of success. But what is something that maybe you didn't have style points at or that you weren't good at, but for one flash brilliance, you were able to pull something off? I think I got one. All right, go I don't play. It. I don't play pool. You know the the billiards at all. Um, but I was, this was back in college and I was playing with, uh, some other people and actually I was playing against one, you know, one person and we were, both of us were, were novices, but, uh, it came to the last shot and I had to jump a ball and hit and hit the other one and make it in. And somehow miraculously I, I hit down on the ball, jumped it, you know, and it went quite a ways, like maybe about four feet in the air wow. and hit the ball exactly. And then I won by, by making in the eight ball. That's the only thing I think that can come to mind. Some English on that thing. That's a good cool. one. Anybody else? I've got one event that's two different things. So in high school, I qualify for state in the mile, but I did it without a shoelace tied right in my shoe and with prom hair because our prom was right after regionals. So I had my hair did for prom running my fastest mile time and qualified for state. 
Now that didn't make you like more aerodynamic or something? Probably. I mean, I got to had a little bit of a poof. It was a braid, but the no shoelace thing was quite difficult to. What was your time? Do you recall roughly? Five fifteen. That's stout. Wow. Yeah, blew it a state too. Was that a was that a performance enhancing do? I would say so. Probably it was my best mile time by thirty seconds. I'm trying to think of uh, an example of this. Nothing comes to mind. That time you if, buffed that car really well? No, because um, uh, that doesn't take any talent whatsoever. Like, that's not anything that's to get exciting about. Either I suck at something or I'm, like, halfway decently consistent with it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to flash any brilliance when it comes to uh, me being bad at something, I think. Uh yeah, nothing comes to mind for that one. That's a good question, though. I'd, I'd need time to think on that. Anyone Great. else? Great. Well, we'll let crickets rule the day, and I'll throw it back to you, Will. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mayor. Those are good topics, good topics. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on was that you actually got a shout-out on the show. Was it yesterday or today? Um, today. From one Mr. Billy Gill uh, calling you out, saying that that the only person DMing him on Twitter is Mayor Matt. <laughs> From Cartersville, Georgia, and you actually shared a screenshot in the group chat of what your DMs with Billy look like. If you would like to uh, tell us the the uh, all the messages that you've sent him over the past six months. Well, and the way I construed it, it almost made it again. The way I heard it, first, it's it's never bad to be mentioned on the show. It's an sure, honor, and I'm sure. glad that Billy Billy's a a great guy, and um, I, I don't I do have his cell phone number. But I don't initiate text with them. To me, that's just too personal. We don't know each other that well. So the DM is a way of kind of saying, hey, I want to say something to you out there without being out there in the Twitterverse. But, sure. you know, but the implication was the way I heard it was almost like, yeah, the mayor, he sends me like three you know, DMs <laughs> a day, you know, for every single day. And I'm like, that's stalker. Not, not really. Yeah, it's not really what I'm doing here. So I took a screenshot and sent it to y'all. I did send him something, Connor uh, Justice, who's from Cartersville is uh, he's a baseball player and he was signed by the Marlins after leaving the angels organization. And so when that happened back in the early spring, I, I sent him that just kind of a connection to Cartersville and whatnot. Uh, the next thing I sent him was uh, congratulations. It was good to hear him back after his paternity leave. And then I sent something after, I think it was the first week of the season, that offensive lineman that got his butt handed to him and put out a tweet saying, I got, killed the day and I, I'm embarrassed and there's only one way to do is go forward. So, I mean, over the last six months, I've sent him three direct messages Four now, since we've invited him to be on this <laughs> yeah. podcast and I, which I know is going to go unanswered, but, and again, it's, I'm not upset about it, but it did kind of leave the impression that I was like sending him show notes every single day of what he did right it or wrong. Absolutely did. Yeah. John, what do you got? Yeah. I, I didn't take it that way at all. Um, he just said, uh, you know, that Mayor Matt is the only person who DMs him. First of all, fraud, because I've I've DM'd him, and uh, it's it's probably how I know he's muted me because he seldom does, uh, you know, replies back or anything. Um, so, but then again, if he everybody knows Mayor Matt, nobody knows John in Miami. So I think you know that bit uh, was pretty funny, but I, I didn't it didn't fall on my ears like that. That, that you were this uh, uh, stalker type just DMing him like crazy. So you, you have no choice but to start DMing him regularly, right? Like once or twice a week at least. 
And the first DM is how Dan got Trevor Lawrence's record wrong. And he had not, in fact, lost more games in the NFL there than we he go. did in college there, There's school. your in right there. <laughs> See, I would think they get inundated with people sending them little show notes and little things. Or, oh, you should have said this. Or, hey, I got this idea. I, again, I, I just I think it's almost putting you in a place that you can do their job better than them. Uh, as somebody who is on the air and hears that occasionally, that's the way I take it. So I would never do that to somebody else. But I may have to start. I think they want you to do their job for them. I mean, that's part of their, that's part of the whole thing, whether it's um, people text since back in the day, you know, people texting them jokes or, or parody songs or stats or that's their thing. And, and all these people may have, may have sent them stuff, but how many of them are mayors? Well, the last thing I sent to the show, I sent something to Chris. It was when Greg was on his, uh, his holdout. And he wasn't any back in my days. And I thought that it'd be a good idea if Chris maybe did a snack in my day and just kind of <laughs> talked about different snack foods. And I said that to him because I thought it'd be funny and kind of, you know, on the, on the caricature that they try to portray of him. And that's, so well, good. it just didn't like happen. It. Didn't happen. And what do you got? Well, I think I was going to say is like most of the show people, if not all their DMS are closed. So they've got to be following you and you've got to be following them to sort of be able to DM. So I think, you know, there's probably some level of, you know, where not a lot of people are sending them a ton of stuff because, you know, there's only so many people they're going to follow. And at one point they will mute you like they do, John. I'll take the street cred. Every, every once in a while, I send something to Yeti because I think Greg Cody would think it's funny. And then I just trust him to pass it along if he wants to. He has not passed anything that you've sent. <laughs> no, no, he, not, has, not one thing. he has, not as Morgan would say, right to the bin. <laughs> no, I think Yeti would. Uh, streeter, not so much. All right, Allie, what do you got for topics this week? Oh, man. So, again, with calling out the fraud of Smetty this week, during her F1 minute, she mentioned rain slicks, and those aren't a thing. You either have rain tires or you have slick tires. If you had rain slick tires, that would defeat the purpose of driving in the rain because you have no grip on your tire, and that really frustrated me. But other than that, what really got got me thinking – passionately about today was when Billy was talking about how he peed um, standing up with his pants all the way down, because that's what my nine-year-old does um, whenever he does pee standing up, but mostly he pees sitting down because he likes the relaxation vibe. Yeah, He says it's too much work to stand up and your pecker's out in front of everybody at school. He just goes into the stall acting like he's pooping, but no, he just goes in there and pees because it's super relaxing. So I was just wondering what y'all's thoughts were on peeing with your pants all the way down. Um... I only do that at home. Uh, pants all the way down. That's the only time I do that. What about y'all? But you do do that at home. Yeah. Is that a regular occurrence? Okay. Yeah, you gotta clean. You gotta clean the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what about y'all? I can't imagine anybody's gonna actually admit to doing this. Uh, no, Mayor saying no. X. No, Mayor. A friend of mine. A friend of mine. Uh, we went to a Cavs game. I don't know. Two thousand two. There was probably. I don't know, 10 of us. And we walk into the bathroom just before the game. We were all like 16, 17. And uh, my friend's like, hey, watch this. Starts walking up to the stall, pulls his pants all the way down, goes up to the urinal. Sorry, goes up to the urinal, pulls his pants all the way down, and just starts giggling. And everyone around him just did not know what to do. And we're just sitting behind, like we're waiting to pee too. And... We're just cracking up. And he's like looking over his shoulder at us and just like, 
hey guys, hey guys, what are you, what are you doing? And like people were walking in the bathroom and they're just turning around and walking out because they're like, what the hell is this kid doing? <laughs> oh, That's I love great. it. That's great. So he had his whole ass out. Oh, yeah. That's great. So, Allie, I want to go back to your other comment. When she said rain slickers, I assume she meant the drivers came in and got some sort of like. I was going to. Oh, no. no. See, I I thought when I heard that, that's exactly what I thought was that like she it was just like a misspoken thing because rain slicks are that, that is a phrase. And I thought she just like like conflated the term like when she was trying to go a mile a minute. No, she just doesn't know F1. She's one of these drive to survive frauds. But I mean, more power to them. They're getting, they're boosting the ratings, and F1's getting money for it, and ESPN's getting money for it. But brain tires and slick tires. But that'd be cool if they wore like an umbrella. If they like came in and pitted, and just got an umbrella or a poncho to put yeah, over them. No, they just get drenched. They just get drenched because, when it rains. Yeah, no, just because the cars are open versus like you know they the look stock like cars. The, uh, the or one of the hats fisherman. with the spinning. Um, yeah, with the um, yeah. the the fish stick guy. <laughs> Going back to the long John Silver. Going back to urinals. I'm sorry, I got to go back to this. I'm not going to talk about my own personal toilet habits. But the best movie scene that involves a urinal is the movie Kingpin and Randy Quaid. Very good. Absolutely. Not not Austin Powers when he gets unfrozen. No. No. Kingpin. Kingpin. No. Kingpin is. Maybe we need to come up with the top five list. I don't know. I think those are the top two, but. Uh, no Kingpin. And if you've seen the movie Kingpin, you're totally in on it. And the rest of you, I can tell, haven't seen the movie Kingpin hall of fame, hall of famer, uh, banger for sure. Kingpin. Oh yeah. No, I love that scene. Uh, dumb and dumber when, uh, after the laxative. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But that's not a urinal scene though. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's a different. So we're talking, we're talking about peeing here. That's that's a whole different category. Um, uh, Tom Hanks in the green mile. After John Coffey, like that, that relieving pee scene where he finally is without pain, I think is, is a a great scene. Trying to think of another one. If if we're going to expand it to simply urinating and not necessarily in a urinal, me, myself and Irene. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) That took me a second. Yes, that is. Wait, refresh, refresh oh, our memory. Funniest, that's the funniest scene in that movie. No, no, you have to, you have to go just watch it. Okay, the two other Dumb and Dumber scenes when uh, Seabass gets uh, punched out while he's peeing, and uh, when Harlan Williams drinks the piss bottle, doing more as as Aunt, <laughs> as Aunt takes a swig of some urine colored drink. That was perfect so. timing. Perfect timing, Aunt. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else got any nominees? I have a nomination, a league of their own with uh, Tom Hanks whenever he's hung over and he's going through the ladies locker room and just starts peeing in front of everybody and is slouched up against the window. Tom Hanks has more pee scenes than any other actor in film history. This is well trodden territory in the podcast world, but almost every movie that Tom Hanks is in, there is a pee scene. Apollo 13, when the pee is floating away, there's a pee scene in Survivor. Um, or Castaway Survivor. I always do that. I always call Castaway Survivor. Um, uh, said the Green Mile one already. Uh, League of Their Own. Every single one. He he loves peeing in movies. Um. All right. That was a that was a good topic. Very good topic. All right. Uh, Aunt, what do you got for topics this week? So I was excited. I don't know the 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 big suey they've been doing, sort of like once a week, where they sort of cover a serious topic. And Amin and Tom and 
Kate and Howard Bryant sort of break it down and go through it. And um, it's such different from what we're used to from them at ESPN. I, I just really enjoy them. I mean, today's topic was about the whole women's soccer scandal with uh, with the abuse that was happening to many of the soccer players and then also expanding on to you know, other sports that where similar things have occurred and they broke down the whole like history of it and how like a lot of female athletes prefer to be coached by male coaches versus female coaches. I just, I really enjoy when they take a topic that I'm, I'm so used to, I'm so used to the big sweep being just silly. And then every so often they throw in something serious and I don't know, I really enjoy it because it's, it's such a distinction from most of the stuff they do. And I don't know. I just really enjoy that. I don't know. Does anyone else sort of like that stuff or is it like, I'm here for jokes. I don't need to be serious for a second. Yeah. I, I like, um, I think they call them the brain trust. Uh, I like those guys. Um, the other day I went over um, to a friend's house and I actually referenced the brain trust that I think it was two weeks ago. And they were talking about how the military took um, took the opportunity to to start advertising, especially after September 11th, on the NFL, and then kind of the NFL glom uh, the NFL uh, started you know flying uh, airplanes over everything, and then they actually added I, I think it was God Bless America or, or or one of these kind of patriotic songs that weren't normally sung, and now it's part. It seems like it's been uh, sung forever. Um, they mentioned how, uh, let's see, what was it? But in any case, the was I, I was talking, we were talking about this in, in lunch, and I actually started referencing that particular episode. And in fact, I even uh, shared it with them so that they could listen because they were very interested in it. And um, normally, if I, I don't necessarily talk about the Lebitard show at all um, with, with other people who don't listen. But in this case, uh, I, I was, you know, it dovetailed really nicely with what we were talking about. And that's cool that we can, we can talk about this and, and, and not just, you know, urinal stuff and, and, uh, uh, you know, big, uh, ugly, disgusting toenail, you know, whatever it is. It's, uh, I like that. It's more than, than I love the sof- sophomoric stuff, but I also like the more, um, you know, uh, cerebral stuff, you know, especially like when Bomani's on or used to be on that stuff was great. So I'm glad that they're doing yeah. it. Um, yeah, the uh, I also appreciate though that like w- when they do have these conversations, like Amin is always there cracking jokes still. Like no matter how like intelligent it gets or how deep the conversation goes, like Amin is still like is adding some some levity to it. Um and the yeah, the topics that they've covered so far are excellent and that that whole dynamic in women's sports, I I had no like uh, no real perspective on that whatsoever, like particularly um, when Kate talked about the homophobia and like, you know, parents being afraid that, that they're going to turn, uh, you know, female coaches are going to turn their daughters gay uh, and, and then bringing up the tropes in movies and in, in like clueless and stuff um, uh, about the, the gay PE teacher and, and stuff like that. That was a whole aspect, a uh, whole, whole avenue that I, I completely, you know, was foreign to me, basically. Yeah, I, I saw I saw it all growing up playing sports. I always preferred to have a male coach over a female coach because I didn't necessarily take it as what they talked about with the homophobia, but they were women coaches would overcompensate, I feel like, to try to catch up to the male coaches and just be overly aggressive. That makes and sense. that was just a turnoff to me that they were just re- 
way tougher than they need to be and super aggressive and way too hard. Whereas the male coaches seem to have a little bit more empathy um, and a little bit more understanding and wanted you to progress in your um, athletic ability. Whereas I just felt like the female ones were just there to kind of break you down just to see how you would use that in the real world because the real world isn't as nice to women, especially women in sports, especially in sports like basketball and softball. Well, as somebody who has grown a, who has raised a daughter, who's a, I would consider a strong woman. I'm married to a woman who's very strong. And I'm somebody who manages three different facilities, all of which have women managers. Uh, I'd like to see them talk more about solutions. You know, they do it. They've done a very good job, especially today's a good example where they talked about what the problem, and I'm not, listen, I'm not disputing the fact that there are men that are pigs or that are good, that are I mean, the stuff that's going on with the soccer league is there is no excuse for that. It's, it's disgusting. Um, but even again, Allie, your comments and the comment that was made by their own admission is part of that is that, well, most women would rather be coached by a male. So if that's the case, then why are men still the problem? And again, I'm not trying to dispute anything that I'm not intelligent enough to, to, to try to refute what they're saying. And again, I, I'm believing everything they're saying. I'm just saying, great, you've identified this problem and you've hit it in four or five different directions. Give, give me a solution. What is the path to fixing this? And it, it seems like sometimes they get a little bit light on that side of it. I think the, the path to fixing it is um, giving students an avenue to actually speak up without feeling like they're going to be ostracized, um, you know, uh, or, or embarrassed or have their name put out there in public uh, as the, the, as, as being a shit stirrer, you know? 100% agree with that. I'm saying the systematic at the systematic level where they talked about it. it. The, but the, the the only the only solution that ever solves anything which is time. Like that's it. Once the, once a problem is identified, once once things like that no matter what the societal ailment and I completely understand what you're talking about. Well, like let, let's fix this, right? Let's 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 get to the bro- bottom of this and like in correct action. It takes generational change of, of of more and more female coaches in these environments and, and these like student athletes becoming more and more comfortable uh, over time to actually come forward in a, in a manner in which like something can be addressed, you know. So I think to try to answer Mayor's um, question, I, I'm not sure it's their it's their um, it's their job to. To, to necessarily come up with the solution. I think that the solution will come when all this stuff is aired out, which is which is what they're they're what they're doing, right? They're presenting, I think, uh, a lot of us, in, including Amin, I think, on the show said that he wasn't aware of these things. Yeah. And it has either, to start it, me, yeah, and, and a lot of those things uh, didn't start, you know, didn't occur to me either. So I think that's what their role is, is to bring attention to this, to highlight it, because obviously it's, it's not in the mainstream. Once it becomes mainstream and talked about and, and, and discovered, then other people whose roles there are, like whether it's uh, governmental entities or, or uh, just the people pushing, pushing the, the, their representatives to, to do something, uh, grassroots stuff, that's where it starts. But these guys, I think, are just the, the megaphone to get the, the, um, the message out there. 
Yeah. It's just opening with awareness, I guess, is the first yeah. step to it. Yeah. And again, 100%. I don't, I don't, I am hundred percent behind the awareness and doing something. I, I just, again, it repulses me to the point that I want a solution. Sorry. Yeah. And I jumped in front of you. For sure. No, that's fine. I was just going to piggyback over what John said. I also feel like they go to these, they talk for 45, 50 minutes an hour to sort of lay out everything that's going on. And it would take another half hour, 45 minutes, hour for them to go through and yeah. offer their solutions. I wonder if like they're that's feeling like, point. and then the other thing is, I think one thing you talked about today is like, you have to get to the point where if you as an athlete, whether you're college, high school, middle school, whatever, feel like there's a coach who controls your playing time, controls your access to whatever coaching or other stuff. It's really hard for you to be like, no, I'm going to stand up and, you know, the power dynamic, even even if I'm 20 years old, am I going to yell at the 45 year old for what they're doing? I mean, it's, it's a hard dynamic for them to, I think, always take the first step to, which I think just makes it harder to get past these problems. It's intimidating as hell. Like it's it's intimidating. Uh, you know, when I have to go to the uh, the managers at my my work just because of the power dynamic. It's like if this guy has a bad day and I come at him the wrong way, I could be without health insurance. You know what I mean? Like that's just a reality that I live with day in and day out. Even though I know I'm completely in the right about something. Uh, you know, the the people that I work for have complete and utter. I have no power, no recourse in North Carolina, having no kind of workers rights, you know, I'm, I'm just up shit's Creek. So and- I'm just going to parallel this also to something not necessarily sports related. Recently, my daughter made me aware of something one of her teachers said that was completely inappropriate, but more so was hundred percent flat out lie. And I was just like, I was so taken aback. Like I've always taught, you know, my kids, you respect teachers, you respect elders, you listen to them, they know what they're talking about. They're not going to necessarily openly deceive you. And then what she said, her teacher said, I was like, no, that's not okay. Wait a second. Like, yeah, and yeah. it was just like, so I can even see just, you know, expanding out even from beyond sports. That's really hard sometimes when you're a young person to be able to stand up and have the courage to be like, hey, you adult who should know better, you're doing A, B or C wrong, whatever, you know, A, B or C maybe. Right. Yeah, all all very good points. I'm I'm right there with with all of you, and I, I think uh, five dudes uh, are gonna fix women's sports. So I'm glad we're uh, glad we're taking a swing at it. <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> thanks for thanks up. for not making this. A we appreciate it. We appreciate on behalf of all women. We appreciate your thank your you, men. Thank, thank you, you, men. Thank you, men. <laughs> It's an important conversation. I'm glad we're having it. <laughs> You're welcome. Me too. Uh, Schweitz, what do you got for topics this week? Okay, Schweitz is waving us off. He doesn't like that sign that I just uh, I just tried to tried to get him to throw a fastball, and he he waved me off. So, all right, John, what do you got for topics this week? Greg's toenail. Ugh, no, no. Next topic. You have to have anything besides this, John. Anything, really? please, for the love well, of God. I was, I was going to use that to springboard over, like, onto whether, whether you think um, your feet are attractive, or is there anything about your feet you hate? We know somebody in in our chats who have. John, has, this is this is almost worse. This are, we, is are you worse. trying to get us to start like a wiki feet page for Lauer after hours? John, I love you. Like, I love you. Our feet. I'm doing yeah. this. I'm doing. I'm, I'm kind of joking right now, but feet at the same hours. time, talking about all of our feet is like the last thing in the world I want to do. And we're going to do it because it's your topic and you brought it to the table and we're going to 
on mayor is showing his feet on the camera right now you're welcome <laughs> um i actually i i think my feet look completely fine actually i have i have very very decent looking feet i think um so i'm just gonna I'll put that I, I might post a picture on twitter later if y'all are lucky normal okay. arches normal um i think so i don't know i've never had my arches tested before i do the dr shoals inserts in most of the shoes that i do but that's just because i'm literally schweitz i swear to god you <laughs> i will kick you off of this i don't even have control of this and make me a host right now so i can kick schweitz off the zone he is okay mayor I, mayor showed his feet to the camera but he's got socks schweitz, on do it again schweitz's schweitz's do it again, schweitz. feet just showed up on the camera and i am not having any of that right now I couldn't hear anything you said. Well, my internet was cutting out. I hate you so much right now. Um, so the Greg Cody toenail thing is the most disgusting grid of death punishment. That I don't. Th there's nothing. There is no. I don't think anybody could come up with one that I wouldn't pick over having to cut Greg Cody's toenail. What about y'all? Like that that is just so many levels of disgusting to me. I can do some foul stuff in my life. I have done foul stuff in my life. I am willing to do very gross jobs. I've removed carcasses before, you know, like like I've I've done all sorts of weird stuff. That makes me want to throw up. That that gets me to do the Dan throwing up puke sound. I was going to say we did have that this week and I'm always a fan of Dan getting the gag reflex as somebody who <laughs> Uh, is is prone to doing that very easily. Uh, I loved it when it showed up. Uh, I would say the pigs, uh, the eating the the pickled pigs feet. Um, that that's worse than that. I would I, I would can't. I'd I'd eat a dozen of them. Yeah, no I'd devour problem. that. A no problem. That that would that would be a walk in the park compared to having to like look at Greg Cody's feet and then actually touch his foot and then actually have to like chisel away at that gnarled raptor claw god cut. i've never so. seen a picture of the v cut i don't even know what that means <laughs> it's like, just when I, it's at when it comes to a point instead of having a rounded off and plus Stu was at like the worst angle possible to cut his toenail because i'm sure y'all have clipped your kids toes but you have to like have them sitting beside you and the best way to do it is have their foot in your lap so you yeah. can get it that way but yeah his v is just coming to a point where it's like super sharp i don't know why he prefers that but God. then again it's greg and i'm surprised Wait, bats that's, didn't come out from underneath that's what it. the v so when you say a v cut you mean like an actual like it, it like it's in the shape of a v instead of a round like he, it's like basically like instead of a u or a rainbow he he prefers the pointy end i don't know I why don't you would do that like to yourself. Foot. so, it's, so it's, you're poking holes through the sock it is supposed to be and i'm not i'm not a v cut person but it is supposed to be it keeps you from getting an ingrown toenail is what I'm told. Okay. And I've, and I was, I just, I've been told that by a few athletes and that's their basketball players. And they're like, you got to do the V cut or else this is going to happen to you. Oh, don't okay. agree with what it. But that's what the straight told. across the straight across causes an ingrown toenail too. I guess it might just ca get caught up in your skin on the very end, but that's so weird. Okay. Uh, I don't but know back, back to feet though. I'll talk about my feet because it's the worst feature on my person. So I wear a size 11 shoe in women's, which is like a nine and a half in men. I have arthritis built oh. up on the top of them. So I have to do my shoelaces differently. My second toe is bigger than my big toe on both sides. And on one of my feet, the second toe is the same length as my pinky finger. Take it easy. They're disgusting. And I have super high arches. So I have to get a special ASIC shoe. 
when I wear them, I have tattoos on my feet. I have one on my left and one on my right. They're Is pretty. Tell the difference. Well, one <laughs> I was hoping for. Yeah, exactly. It was hoping for branding, future branding for my athletic career that did not pan out as I wanted it to. But my left foot has a Nike swoosh and my right foot has the Adidas Clover that now is slightly Poor faded away and looks like a pot leaf. I was, I was picturing her left foot having an That's R funny. on it and her right foot having an L on it. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> That's awesome. Recently, my husband did not know that like socks come that way. And that's what the L and the R are for. He's like, what is that for? I'm like, because one is for your right foot and one is for your left foot. He's like, but they feel the same. Is so I don't know if there's a difference, but he just never really thought about it, I guess. Wait, well, not so all socks are like that. No, just like certain like Fruit okay, of the Loom okay. or Hanes or something. They have like were, just, just the super basic up, ones. Ali, you were about two seconds away from blowing my friggin' mind. If a lot of them just like the super plain white or like, super plain black have like an L and an R on them. I think it's mainly okay. Fruit of the Loom that does that. I've never, I've, I've never seen that before. Apparently, well, you know, look, I mean, look inside your socks. Can't, can't hide money, right? Like <laughs> I've never, I ain't never owned no socks that told me which one to put on which foot, you know, god dang. Uh, that's, that's like some uh, something Dom Rickles would uh, be selling uh, Andy and, and Barney. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's like a Larry the Cable Guy joke. Will yeah. can't see those jokes because he's blocked. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I got blocked by Larry the Cable Guy this week. Good for so, you. That was fun. Get or none. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I forget whose to- whose topic was this, John. This- oh, yeah, you see, it's a good okay. topic. Everybody's talking okay. about feet and toes and left and right. So, is there so so would uh, would any of y'all actually choose Greg Cody's toenail as your grid of death punishment? Be honest. I I wouldn't, but I'm not saying. I mean, it, it's gross, but I'm not saying I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, if okay. Worst came, you know, if so, push so came well, to shove, he- I'd do it. Question for you, Will. Is it because you know Greg's toadies' feet are disgusting or just the idea of clipping someone else's toes that would just like- so, mainly someone else's toes? And okay. also, like, Greg Cody does not help the situation uh, being Greg Cody. Okay. Did he wear gloves? I, I I only heard the audio. I didn't see the audio. No, it was straight oh. hand on the toe. Wow, man hands on. <laughs> and he also had those super long, the super long clippers. And I feel like in that <laughs> instance, you need the short ones that are meant for fingernails because those those get really. Instead of the long need, ones, long okay. ones, I feel like you have to bend it too you, far. You need that. You need that leverage. You need the longer. Yes. Full, yeah, yeah. You need that fulcrum. You need that full leverage to try mm-hmm. to snap off that old man crusty toe. Mm-hmm. Oh that man, I'm a, I'm a short, a I'm a short nail clipper truther. And and he better be wearing some safety glasses because that because that thing's gonna break <laughs> off and fly and, and yeah, maybe impale somebody. And and I agree by, with by shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have the toenail clippers that are like straight across, like at an angle, uh, but they they don't have the curve to them? Oh man, I've got a I've got a pair of toenail clippers that that are are ink, so they they you know like if you line them up like this, they're straight an edge across like that. I think Mayor is that is that a pair? Let's I go to our tell. feet expert, Allie. So hold so, them hold them hold them flat towards. Yeah, us. I think I think they look just like the regular ones because the other ones are like at a sl- are they like a slant? Hold, hold them no no, no hold, hold them flat like this. No no, there we Ray go. radio. <laughs> no, those got those have a curve to them. I think, don't they? Yeah, yeah those it's have a, a curve. slight curve. I can got see the curve. curve. It tries to get there. you the U shape. I'm yeah. talking well, about. I'll, I'll, I'll the send ones you guys you're a talking about are literally the ones that 
Greg Cody uses to make the V cut. <laughs> like he okay, does okay, yeah, the these, these would be perfect for the V, <laughs> but I don't use them for that. I don't know why anybody Kyrie. would want sharp pointy. What is that? Is that a hole punch? There. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in here at my desk. <laughs> that, I just that's a that's way to right. get your nails done. <laughs> I was trying to see what else I've got in here. Mayor, mayor puts mayor punches holes in his toenails and like and a, hangs charm bedazzle them with like stick yeah, on exactly. jewels. He, he that's a great segment. So though. long that he can make a hole punch in. What a great yes. segment! What's in Mayor Matt's um, drawer? <laughs> Not his drawer or drawers. Yeah, your <laughs> <laughs> mafia sticker. Mayor Matt's just playing show and tell now. He's doing a Greg Cody and doing it's got uh, some golf tees going on here. I've got. We could be here. I got an air freshener that attaches to your vent, which I don't know why that's in here. I find those in cars all the time. Those are great. <laughs> did you get did we, you get anything for that hole in one? Did you get like a plaque or something? Got uh, ear earplugs. Okay. Uh no, actually my hole in one was at a place called Maggie Valley. It was September first of ninety seven. It was a about a hundred and forty five yard uphill uh par three. It was the ninth hole at Maggie Valley. And uh, it's uphill, so I didn't see it go in the hole. I just went up there, and flag was kind of crooked. Ball was in the hole. Shot played nine holes that morning. Still managed to shoot a forty-eight, even though um, I got a hole in one. So that kind of tells you how bad the score was on the other eight holes. <laughs> Out of how much? I, I, I know very little about golf, but even I know that's uh, that's bad. probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to shoot? Well, par was uh, thirty-six, so it's twelve over. Yeah. So that's, we should uh, we should do uh, this segment every week, um, the, similar to the way Greg Cody used to do show and tell. Remember when they were on uh, ESPN too? Yeah, uh, we could do and, that. And yeah, let's let's do a this show and tell next week. Little preview for next week. This is a token from the Eiffel Tower. Can you see the? the oh Eiffel wow. Tower? yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's when I went to Paris. It. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, right, well, I guess stay safe. tuned next week. This visual stuff is great on podcasts. I hear it's it absolutely the is. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, what up? What, Dental what else you got? Floss. Dental floss. Excellent. Uh, passport in case I need right, to leave we'll the save, country. Save some of this. Mayor, okay, this is, why are yeah, you yeah, cutting yeah. your toenails and flossing your teeth in your office? That's what I want to know. These are just supplies. Look, look, the world's smallest crescent wrench is right there. Would, uh, do you guys have a certain place to trim your toenails? We're just getting started. Mm. There's a lot in here. Usually, uh, usually in, in the usually bathroom. Usually the toes. <laughs> no, I meant like like some people do it like with their foot on the toilet. So I know what you meant, Allie, or... I was making a joke, doofus. On the subway. <laughs> I just let it fly and hope the vacuum gets up. Yeah, I do too. Only at restaurants. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Those actually, are your utensils for actually, your for Actually, your I, I do it. I go outside when I do it. So. That's oh, interesting. That's a good idea. Okay. Well, just, you know. All right. Yeah, get that stuff out of there. Words of wisdom from Mayor Matt right there. There you go. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us at Lower After Hours on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, John, where can we find you on Twitter? At Real Moss Miami. All right. Allie, where can we find you on Twitter? At Bubba Wallace, first black driver since Wendell Scott in 1963 to win a NASCAR race. Shout out to Bubba. Hell yeah. And where can we find you on Twitter? Waffle House, W A P P L E. H-O-U-S-E. You liar. Schweitz, where can we find you on Twitter? In Billy Gill's DMs. <laughs> Does he follow you? No. Okay, so you're not going to be in Billy Gill's DMs. All right, Mayor Matt, where can we find you? You can find me making good use of the five-pack of back scratchers that I got on Amazon today. There's four of these right here. 
I keep the, these are the ones that are in reserve. I got the other one right by my nightstand. And, uh, yeah, these are like, uh, these are fantastic little bear claw thing here. Hell yeah. Just a preview of some of the stuff you're going to see next week. Uh, on the podcast as we uh, delve not deeper. See next into week, but hear about no, you're not going to see next week, but it'll make it feel like you're here. But uh, yeah, that's this that. is, this is good. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's, a good oh, that's one. the headiest can, of plays. Let me tell you, right. you can you, never have too many back scratchers laying no, around. Can't, but that's where you can find me as in, uh, in bliss, uh, scratching my back with these things. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And uh, you can find me at Jort Center Pod since my handle already got uh, called out this week. Um, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.